Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Eric, it's great to see you. Dan, in the comments, thank you for the birthday wishes. We already got hot takes flying in the comments. But hey, it's the post-draft show, y'all. And and the Vikings welcomed 11 new players, tied for the most during the NFL draft. And you know what? They signed 11 more undrafted free agents. So 22 players total. But let's be honest. We only got 20 minutes, so if you're looking for some deep thoughts on, <laughs> on WAP Filer, you're going to have to look elsewhere. It's time for the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Climbing the Pocket. And we've got the fans commenting already, so buckle up. Let's go. Eric, we've got a fun rookie class, man. Yeah, I uh, hopefully I th- I think the technical difficulties were probably caused by your hat. You're wearing the Twins hat. That that has to be the explanation. It must have been. It must have thought we were in extra innings and it screwed up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's this is this is now we have real players. It isn't hypothetical players. It isn't where might they go. It's where they went. This is the fun part. We get to talk about mm-hmm. our new guys. They have numbers. They're going to be in purple. This is this is the 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 meat and potatoes of the offseason. This is what what's going to keep us going until that schedule release and the the actual games uh, in in training camp in August. So this is this is a really fun time of year. It's real fun. This is one of the only review draft shows that Climb the Pocket has had on YouTube. So I'm really excited for it. Dave, let's get the 20 minutes on the clock. Will do. I have to reload it for some silly reason. And <laughs> yes. Boom. All right. And so, yeah, let's go. Eric, we're going to start off hot for all the Vikings picks. There was one that got way more attention than the rest, Mm -hmm. the quarterback, Kellen Mond. And now fans are saying things like life after Kirk. Everyone agrees Mond is a developmental prospect. But, you know, the Vikings have stated Kirk is the starter. I believe them. My question Mm -hmm. is. If we're a couple of years away from seeing Kellen Mond on Sunday, will Kirk Cousins be a good mentor for the kid? Well, my definitive answer right away is maybe. I mean, I, I think Kirk, Kirk is a politician through and through. I mean, he will always say the right thing. So in, in public, like you know, if he gets asked about Kellen Mond, he's always going to say the right thing in regards. He's going to say he's helping him out and he's mentoring Mond and he's doing whatever he can to help the team, blah, 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 blah. But he's never really had this role in the NFL of mentoring. I mean, if you think, you know, the, the mentor thing between, you know, the quarterbacks, maybe in my opinion, gets a little overblown. But if like if you if you think about Washington, he was the second guy drafted in his own draft class in, in Washington. RG3 was mm-hmm. the guy and he just happened to take over after RG3 got got hurt. And, you know, the last couple of years of backups here in Minnesota, it's not like Sean Mannion when is the guy was the next guy in waiting. He was just the guy just breaking, you know, break glass in case of emergency. So this is the first time in his NFL career that I think he's really had this kind of opportunity. But again, I, I really think this whole mentor thing is a little bit overblown because when a quarterback mm-hmm. succeeds, he's yes, he's always going to thank the guy that was in front of him. You know, like Patrick Mahomes thanks Alex Smith for his development that first year. And I do think that's important. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, if Mond ends up being the quarterback of the future, it's going to be on his own merit. It's it's going to be in how the Vikings coaches development, not 
how, how Kirk Cousins did, did or, you know, what he did or didn't do. So I think he'll be okay. Again, I think he'll say, I don't think it's going to be a quarterback controversy where he's given him the cold shoulder like Favre did with Aaron Rodgers. But of course that turned out pretty good too. So it, but that I think it had a lot more to do with Rodgers being very good. So it, it's, it, this is going to be up to Mond and the coaching staff for, to have the development. Cause like you said, Cousins is the, definitely the quarterback this year and probably next year. But if, if Mond can make those steps, then they, the, you know, Vikings fans can start finally thinking about life after Cousins. Yeah. I, I think you brought up the two most interesting examples, which is Alex Smith and Brett Favre. And in both cases, you know, eventually there's going to be a day on the practice field where Mon's out there and Kirk's going to be like, whoa, this guy just might be better than me. And the question is, does he get scared or does he embrace it? Um, I, I with, with Alex Smith, you know, he almost, he really, he turned around his career when he chose to take the backseat to Pat Mahomes. And now Pat Mahomes is thanking him for helping him win a Super Bowl for Kansas City, Kansas City's first Super Bowl ever. Alex Smith, when he retired, second, I mean, second Super Bowl. You, you, oh, you know, they yep. kind of, they, yeah. the first yeah. one was over a team. We that don't were pretty talk familiar. about the, the first, first one, one in 50 years, years, but yes. we don't talk. <laughs> we don't talk about the first one. But you know, Alex Smith retired and he got this grand reception, and he was 32 when somebody came for him his job. Kirk Cousins is 32 right now, so yeah. you know, Kirk. I, I think it's going to come to a head sooner rather than later. And I actually, I do think that it translates to Kellen Mond. I think he'll try to to help the kid out. And I hope that the two of them at least develop a good relationship. I hope it's not the Favre versus Rogers fiasco that they had in Green Bay, even though it ends up working out in the end. Kirk Cousins, this is a chance to, you know, kind of redefine his career. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we have examples as recently as this past season, too. You take the the Carson Wentz route, they drafted a quarterback and he basically disintegrated. Or you do the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers route in 2020, they draft a quarterback and he basically gives a middle finger to yeah. the rest of the, te- you know, the entire NFL. So that's it's it's it'll be interesting. I think the the draft pick, it, it's more interesting to see how it affects Cousins rather than Mond, because I don't think we're right. going to see Mond barring an injury to Cousins for a couple of years. So, yeah. Um, so that one is definitely the most talked about draft pick. My first question for you is, you know, I, we don't see Mond making a whole lot of impact right away. Which draft pick of the 2021 draft class do you think will have the most immediate impact for the Vikings? Yeah, you know, it's really easy to just say Derisaw. I want to hear what the fan, what the fans in the comments are going to say about this. And um, actually, I want to know what they want to, what they think about Kirk Cousins as a mentor, just in general. Um, but for this question, immediate impact, we have to talk about the time frame. So if you're just looking at this team on paper before the draft, it's either Christian Derrissaw or the guard Wyatt Davis. But when we go to the actual games played on Sunday, Riley Reef was a solid left tackle in 2020, arguably the best offensive lineman on the team. And Wyatt Davis is hopefully going to be replacing 16 games of Dakota Dozier. So... It's more of a stretch to say that Davis will start. He's got to develop. But even if he plays like eight games, eight games of average starter level guard play is a huge upgrade over Dakota Dozier's 2020. Um, So fingers crossed, we have two rookie starters on the offensive line midway through the 2021 season. And Wyatt Davis, 
it sounds too good to be true, Eric. I almost don't want to talk about the Vikings offensive line anymore because I'm just <laughs> so nervous. Do we really have two new starters? Right. I mean, but that I, I am right with you. Uh, I mean, it you would think it better be Derisad because that's what they brought him in for. I mean, if he isn't if he isn't a major piece of the offensive line in 2021, then it was a bad pick. I mean, unless or you know, barring injury, knock on wood here. But like asking him to be as good as Riley Reef. That's a big ask because Reef was a very good last year. He was one of the two reliable pieces of the offensive line they had last year. But if Derisaw can be even league average out of the gate, I think that'll make a big impact. But I'm I'm with you in that same vein. There's a chance Wyatt Davis could make the most impact just because mm-hmm. that room for improvement at guard is so vast. The bar to clear is so low. And again, we're not asking this. I, I mean, I, f- I feel like I've said this on every podcast, every article and everything for the last three or four years, the Vikings offensive line, the goal is not to be the nineties Cowboys. We're not going to be the best offensive line in the league. The goal is to be actively not terrible. And that can open up so much of this offense. And that's the, that's the hope it, with Derisa, yeah. you know, the, the, the D and D the, you know, I haven't been this excited about D and D since 12 sided die, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, it. it's, it's like, just, it's, it has to be like that, that it has to be at the offensive line. I think that's, um, you know, there's players elsewhere, you know, that we'll, we'll get to, I think later in our conversation that could make an impact, but at least with their uh, he, he has to make some sort of impact and you hope that uh, mm-hmm. Davis can beat out Cole, you know, maybe Mason Cole's the guy. That's fine. Just, Get me anyone but Dozier. Get me an improvement. Let's get an offensive line that uh, isn't hindering the offense every single game. And let's see what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. But really, no Mason Cole. Really, Wyatt Davis. (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Eric, you know, last last episode, you were talking about all the trades Rick was going to make. He barely made any. I know <laughs> the under hit. The under hit. I had no idea. I thought that, that I thought what I said at three and a half for the day three. Three and a half, up. and it was yeah. one trade down. Yeah. He didn't even. He never traded back up. And you know, deep in the draft, he didn't make a single seventh round pick. So very Upset interesting, the right there. Yeah, zero seventh round picks from Rick Spielman. That's like <laughs> yeah. that's like winning the lottery six times in a row. Yeah. But, he, you know, he did take those six players in rounds four through six on day three. Yep. So which one of those guys was your favorite pick? Um, I think I got to go with Amir Smith-Marset, uh, that wide receiver out of Iowa. The more I've kind of looked into him since the Vikings draft him, the more I think he can maybe, you know, immediately compete, at least, you know, be in the rotation for that third wide receiver spot. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of overlap between Iowa Hawkeyes fans and that are also, you know, that if, if I was your college team, there's a pretty good chance that the Vikings are your pro team. And every, every Iowa fan that follows me on Twitter was ecstatic about uh, getting Smith Marsbet, especially in the fifth round. And it sounds like, um, you know, the more I look into it, his, his stats don't, definitely don't jump off the page, but it's also a Iowa wide receiver that no one, <laughs> that just doesn't happen under right. Kirk Ferentz. And I mean, and, but I mean, it just seems like he was kind of criminally underused in that offense because that, you know, the last time a Iowa wide receiver was drafted, just drafted period was nine years ago. And Smith Marset mm. is the highest drafted under Kirk Ferentz that they haven't been take. So wow. like, basically if you're going the by draft, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think a big 10 wide receiver, you know, out of a, a major program like that hasn't had a wide receiver come out, but I mean, that, that's, it's not just, the, the history of Iowa and, you know, maybe he wasn't used as much, but the film I watched really does jump off the screen. I think he can stretch the field and be a really good compliment to Jefferson and Thielen. 
And at the very least, I think he could be a, you know, maybe the first reliable kickoff returner the Vikings have had since Cordell Patterson left. So I think that's it's it's that's the one I'm most intrigued by. And uh, you know, day three, there 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 are no guarantees, but I think I I would be surprised if he doesn't have some sort of impact on the team right out of the gate. So which one? Yeah. Which what what was your favorite one? I mean, I like it when we disagree. It's a better show, but I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree here. Um, there was a huge variance on this guy, but you, you you look at all the reasons he fell. It was quarterback. It was scheme. Right. It was all thing. You know, it was the injuries that led to like a not the best workout. But he jumps out when you watch the film. There were some off field issues. I think if you if you actually if you Google Iowa DUI right now, Smith Marset will come up, and then Riley Reese's younger brother who was also an Iowa, an Iowa defensive tackle will come up. So hard, hard, hard life for the Reefs right now. I didn't, I don't even know how I stumbled across that, but regardless, Amir Smith Marset in the return game um, as a deep threat, it's just really fun. Give this guy a competent quarterback and let's roll with him. Next question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so that that's our favorite from D3. And I'm going to go back to opening up over the whole, the whole weekend out of the mm-hmm. 11 picks. Who was your least favorite pick of the weekend and why? Yeah, so I really liked the Vikings draft. I loved their process, um, just the trade down, uh, the resilience to stay and not trade back up. But some of the players just didn't jump out at me for where they drafted them. Uh, felt a little too formulaic at times. My least two favorite picks. Let me frame this with the phrase, with the phrase deja vu. So first, uh, Kene Nuwangu. I'm cheering hard for this kid. He's really excited, but man, deja vu. And I don't mean it in a good way. I mean, we just drafted a mid-round running back two years ago in Alex Madison. And that guy, even though he looks solid on Sundays, sometimes he never sees the field. So I get that they want to replace Mike Boone. I get that they wanted a returner but not in the fourth round. And this guy, I, I don't see how he's going to get on the field other than, you know, four kick returns a game. Uh, the, the other pick I really hate is the Surratt pick, Chaz Surratt. Again, great profile, good prospect. I don't love his age, 24 years old, and purely a developmental right. linebacker with only two years of experience. Again, yes, they needed depth after Eric Wilson left. But again... Deja vu. You just drafted Troy Die, so I don't think you get to draft Surratt and Die in back-to-back drafts. It's just really lame for me. And when I know, like, there are some other positions they should have drafted instead. Yeah, I mean, man, we are we're on a roll because I I had in my notes. I mean, I I have to like I I wish I could make. Well, I guess okay. I hated drafting a punter in the fifth round. I can technically say that, right? Because you know we we've we've sworn (laughs) off drafting punters. This one happens to be you know also a tight end, so I guess we're gonna let that slide. But yeah, so but I'm with you on the Surratt pick. I it was it was just a curious pick to me. Like I I just didn't Mm -hmm. understand that early. I mean I mean I get the the process of you know getting that next Eric Wilson and his upside is intriguing and he's a project. And yes, he started out at quarterback, Yeah, but it's, I mean, the, the tape I've watched on him, he's definitely a raw prospect. He, he put up some numbers in North Carolina. He was all ACC uh, d- defense this year. He had a lot of tackles, but he's a very good athlete. 
that seems has a good nose for the ball, but he's also very small for a, a linebacker. And he got washed out of a lot of running plays. Um, and it just yeah. seems like, I mean, if that sounds familiar, it's Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. Except <laughs> a much, I mean, it's they replaced Eric Wilson with a less polished Eric Wilson. That's kind but, of what it is. Yeah, die is also right there and also has the same struggle. Yeah, so like, he fits the bill too. Oh, and under, yeah, it's like they have a type. Like, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. And ho- again, hopefully, it doesn't make a huge difference. Yes, it's nice to have more more linebackers in there because the depth definitely falls off after uh, Bar and Kendricks. But just taking that, taking them that early in the third round, that was just it was a curious pick for me. And I, I mean. It's it's it, for having un, such an unknown. And I'm sure he'll come in and contribute on special teams. He'll probably make the roster. I don't. I think only one fourth round or less pick of the Vikings since under Spielman has ever not made the roster. So he'll he'll be involved. I just really it, it seems like he's at least a year or two away of being an actual impact player. And to take someone like that in the third round again, it's it's a need position. I just don't like where they went with that position. Yeah. God, God forbid they draft two receivers instead of giving Mike Zimmer. Uh, developmental linebacker in every draft. But hey, hey, we only got five minutes. Man, I, I could okay. talk about this for a lot longer than five minutes, but we only got five. Eric, schedule release, six days away. Vikings mm-hmm. fans, we're vaccinated. We're about to start plant, you know, planning travel all over the US come this fall. Eric, where are you booking that flight, man? What what game or games are you looking to attend in 2021? Well, you, you got to call me Notorious B.I.G. because I'm going back to Cali. Like, I have to. Like that, I mean, there, there are two circles. Like, as soon as the 17th game was 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 verified that it's going to be the Chargers. Again, we don't know when they're going to play. But that L.A., the Chargers right. game, it's not like the weather's going to be bad in L.A. sometime this fall. So that's probably my top pick. I'm I uh, My wife and I have already talked about it. Uh, you know, we're, as soon as that Ooh. schedule comes out, we're going to start looking at tickets and stuff like that. Um, but there's another one now, thanks to the draft. That that's kind of it's also in the same state. There's a guy, um, this Trey Lance fellow. He's drafted by North Dakota State. You know, he oh, might wow. be playing this year. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers now, and the Vikings just so happen to be visiting San Francisco this year. So that might be mm-hmm. another one I might have to circle. I mean, you know, maybe California I mean, love. If, if the schedule got smile on me, they'll go but they're back to back weekends and I can just stay out in California for a week, like in December. That sounds like great to yeah. me. I'll just I'll, I'll work from out there or something like that. But I but of course, you know, those are the top two road games, I think, for me for sure. Um now I'm sure I'll go to at least a couple home games. I always try to make it to I mean, in between two and four home games uh each year because I'm right here in the Twin Cities. Maybe and I think the the one I'm most interested in there is uh you know the Seattle game. They're, they're actually coming to Minnesota. Like we'll, we'll yeah. get to see it in person. Although you know maybe with uh, with how Russell Wilson does against the Vikings, maybe I'll just go to the Detroit game that, that, to give the, myself better odds <laughs> of actually watching a win there. But yeah, those the the, t- the California games are definitely the ones I have. Sir, I got to go visit you. I got to go visit our guy Luke Braun. Yeah, I got to you know I, I got to get out to that West Coast. How about you? Yeah. Which ones are you looking for? Well, LA make just makes too much sense. Um, brand new stadium, SoFi Stadium, if you're coming down to Los Angeles. And I was going to throw out Arizona, but it really doesn't compare to any of the two teams you mentioned for the road. Um, but man, I think the right answer is Minneapolis. I mean, we have two classes of draft picks that have never played in, the, in front of the Vikings home crowd, two classes of free agents. You look at the depth chart, 50% of the Viking starters have never played in front of a whole a full home crowd at U.S. Bank That's Stadium. Nuts. So I want to be there opening day, regardless of who they play. 
with Justin Jefferson, Cameron Dantzler, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, Christian Darisaw, Patrick Peterson, all the rest of them, just to hear the fans. I want to be one of those yeah. fans. It's going to be great. And we know the production in that value. They turn it up, too, with the fireworks and the lights. So I think oh, it's got to be that- a home game. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that first goal yeah. chant is just going to be if with a packed oh, stadium. Yeah. That is just going to give me chills. Absolutely, that's that's a great point. All right, so we, we got gotta what? Get to we, we're, we're under two minutes left. Okay, we're going to go okay. rapid fire here. I'll go fast. So, what part of the team was most improved by the draft over the weekend? All right, Dan Henneman, all my boys in the comments, y'all just want me to say offensive line. I'm not going to say offensive line because, you know, I kind of like Rashad Hill. And I don't know if Wyatt Davis is going to win the guard spot quite yet. So if you ask me on May 6th, we're going to end this show where it started. The most improved position on the Minnesota Vikings is backup quarterback. Sean (laughs) Mannion to Kellen Mond is a massive long-term upgrade. And I called it. You called it on the draft preview show. We now have a backup with upside. Even if he doesn't start, they could trade him in a few years. Even if he doesn't develop, the Vikings have more flexibility at the most important position in football. So, yeah, you know what? I think Kirk probably plays two more years in Minnesota. He'll have to earn his next contract in 2022. He's certainly capable of that. But, man... The Vikings escaped some huge risks with Sean Mannion as a backup. Kellen Mond is the high-variance quarterback you need when you have a veteran starter, upgraded backup quarterback, and I love it. Yeah, and, and for me, I got 20 seconds left. I think I'll, I'm going to go generically and say depth. Depth improved. Like that's there. There are a lot of answers. The, the yeah. question marks that the Vikings had in 2021, there's still a few. But now they don't have exclamation points after that question mark. It isn't, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do if this guy goes down? There are some answers in place now for the, for the key backup positions, especially quarterback, safety, linebacker, defensive tackle. Now there is some depth. Yeah, and it, and it won't be the end of the world if people get injured this year like it was last year. So, And that's it. We're at the buzzer. We did it. That is the show, the draft review show. Viking hot takes, man, Eric, we had an entire draft and none of these cats is wearing a number in the single digits, <laughs> but uh, I know we talked, we, we had a whole question about it last time before the draft. Who's going to do this? <laughs> no, they all just, they all bailed on it. All traditional, yep. but Hey, they're still playing for the purple. So we're going to root for them. Any final thoughts, Eric? Uh, no, just, uh, we're excited to, to see them in action and hopefully in person. I mean, that, that all the, all the talk about, being at a stadium just got me absolutely fired up. It's going to be goosebumps. It's been way too long since live sporting events, especially NFL football. Uh, let, let's get to it. Let, I mean, I, I'm not going to wish the summer away, especially in Minnesota, but let's get to that fall and have uh, get some NFL football back in our lives. Well said. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, you know we're going to keep on coming out with some shows. So, Skull Vikes. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.